This is Radio Stockdale. Welcome to Radio Stockdale. I'm your host, Michael Sears, at the Stockdale Center for Ethical Leadership. Today, we have something a little different. We have four guests, and they're all talking about the 50th anniversary of the return of the Vietnam-era POWs. We start the conversation with Vice Admiral Sean Buck, the superintendent of the Naval Academy, and his wife, Mrs. Joanne Buck. We then go to Captain Tasha Lacey, who will talk about the overall program of Return with Honor here on the yard. And we end up with our old friend, senior fellow Alvin Townley, who's hosting the Forrestall panel on the yard. At the same time, he's been instrumental in setting up the Return with Honor program and the POW Challenge. Let's start with Admiral and Mrs. Buck. Admiral, why is February 12th, 1973 important to midshipmen today? Well, Mike, uh, thanks for letting us uh, chat with you about this. It's a really, really important anniversary. And, and that date you mentioned, February 12th, 1973, is important because the Vietnam POWs that returned home with honor on that day probably are one of the finest examples of resilience and courage and honor and service to our country that all of us that are living right now have you and I, our our generation, and I believe it's still very applicable to the generation of the young midshipmen we have at the academy right now in this particular era. As we try to teach them, what does resiliency look like? What does courage look like? What does service with honor look like? We're still able to leverage those men that returned with honor from Vietnam. And as February 12th approaches, that's the 50th anniversary. And we all here at the Academy, and I hope we all across the nation have committed ourselves to remembering that date, remembering these men, respecting who they are and what they did for us. And we should spend a lot of time listening and learning from them. And then specifically, as you and I know, and I hope all the midshipmen come to know, many of these men were Naval Academy graduates. And as we hear them speak, and as we have an opportunity to talk to them throughout the year, we always hear them say that a lot of the lessons that they learned during their four years at the Naval Academy were some of the best lessons in resilience and courage and honor that they used to persevere through some really dark days in captivity in North Vietnam. So that's why we should all remember, especially here at the Academy, because we have similar backgrounds as them. Very, very good point. You know, over 500 uh, service people returned starting on that day. But Mrs. Buck, there's probably a much larger set of people, families, wives, you know, brothers, sisters, mothers, fathers. I, you know, as, as the wife and mother of, of aviators, what should MIDS understand about the work that you do on the home front, especially the contributions of the spouses? I will say that um, there's a difference between when um, Sean deployed back in the 80s where we just had telephones and mail to keep in touch. Back in the day when our men, and it was mostly men at the time, deployed, 
we would all um, keep each other company by making sure that the kids were happy playing with each other. Um, we could talk and, and solve each other's problems back then because we needed to, like whether where's the refrigerator repairman because as soon as my husband walked out the door, of course it broke. Uh, and back then, I, I personally uh, made it, it was part of my dealing with this, not to give Sean any more problems than he needed to hear about. So I do remember myself, if something bad was happening in the family or something like Jeff fell down, broke his arm or something happened like that, how much of it did he really need to know right away? Because inevitably, as we found out, if, if letters arrived out of sequence, he might hear about something that happened that was already resolved. And so it's a much different way to deal with things as as right now, you could Facebook somebody in a second and say, oh, Johnny fell down, hurt his arm. Um, he's, he's already better. Everything's good. And you can do it all in a minute, much less than three months of separation um, by phone call or mail. So at home, us spouses, we would just keep each other company and make sure that the kids were not um, missing out on too much, play dates, going home to see family whatever we could do to try to give them um, other outlets other than just thinking about dad being gone all day. And, and that definitely is work. Uh, you know, it's, it's not easy to be that person who all of a sudden has all the responsibility and at the same time, quite frankly, concerned about your sailor Marine forward deployed. Thank, thanks for that. Back to you for a second, Admiral. What's the best way do you think that midshipmen, faculty, staff, coaches can participate in this season of returned with honor here here on the yard. Yeah, Michael, that season that we've been we've been working so hard on planning through through the Stockdale Center with you and your colleagues, it lasts over a number of months. It is captured by many of the major milestones that we're doing on the yard, which are you know typical repeatable things. We have one of them coming up right now, the Naval Academy Leadership Conference, a renowned leadership conference is going to focus a bit on the POWs and their return with honor and, and resilience and all of those topics that are the key attributes of a strong leader and an effective leader. We're going to have on Monday evening, we're going to have a really neat Forrestal lecture uh, in which we're going to have a panel of some former Vietnam POWs, the men who actually did return with honor on the 12th of February, 1973. And uh, I want to ensure that every midshipman does attend the Forrestal Lecture. If at all possible, they should be there because they'll get a lot out of it. We also have spent a lot of time to have a really neat exhibit up in the heart room, uh, up above in Mahan Hall, which captures a lot of this era, not only with the story and the journey of the POWs in captivity, but a really strong focus on what Joanne was just talking about with what were the families doing back at home. So I commend all of us, not only the midshipmen, but faculty, staff, the, the families that live on the yard to take a little time and go up and see the exhibit in the heart room. And then what you all are putting together, I think you're putting the finishing touches on something called the POW Challenge which as we all move about the yard, there's different places where you can scan a QR code and uh, be driven to some websites that capture a lot of this history and essence that we can learn from. So 
those are just probably a few of the big highlights, but there's going to be lots of different ways uh, that they'll be able to enjoy this and learn about it and appreciate it and respect why we're celebrating the 50-year anniversary. Admiral Buck, Mrs. Buck, thank you for joining us on Radio Stockdale. Thanks, Michael. It was an honor to talk with you. I'm joined by Captain Tasha Lacey. Captain, you've been the key leader within the Stockdale Center and on the yard for moving the Return with Honor program forward. It started last summer with some podcasts here on this network, and then with the start of the school year, things really picked up. Can you fill us in on the program, its purpose, and, and all the elements of it? Homecoming 50, Returned with Honor, is the theme for an event series that we've created here at the Naval Academy dedicated to commemorating the safe and honorable return of the Vietnam era POWs. With the staunch support of Vice Admiral Buck and his wife, Mrs. Joanne Buck, we've actually been able to do so much more. So notably, I'd like to highlight that in September, we had the Stockdale Center hosted its annual ethics dinner. What made that more significant was that it did feature one of Vice Admiral Stockdale's sons, Dr. Jim Stockdale. It was a very moving and memorable experience. But on the 16th of September, on POW MIA Day Actual, that's the day when we hosted our Fall Honor, Courage, and Commitment Luncheon. Alvin Townley hosted it, right? And he really got us up to speed on kind of what the POW experience was, but not just what they endured, but the lessons that we could learn from those experiences and apply to our lives. And that's been the focus of the Homecoming 50 theme. It's, it's not just about commemorating and remembering. It's also about reminding Americans, reminding the Brigade of Midshipmen, all the lessons that we could learn from the POW experience and how those lessons learned apply to us even today and now while we go through adverse situations. So in addition to that, in October, we were able to recognize the POWs at a football game, Navy versus Temple. And additionally, one of the things in which we're very proud is that Maryland Public Television aired POW Passing on Wisdom on public television featuring a documentary of the POWs in the midshipmen at the Naval Academy, where again, it's weaving in that message. How can I take that POW experience and impart my wisdom onto the midshipmen as they faced the isolation that they had during the COVID pandemic. So that's something that we're super proud of and continues to be accessible online via Maryland Public Television. And then in December of last year, we were able to get the Dole Institute League of Wives exhibit, which we're featuring in Mahan Hall through May of this year. We're actually gonna have the ribbon cutting for that exhibit on the 23rd of January, which also coincides with the Forrestal lecture that we'll have from Trials to Triumph with the Naval Academy Leadership Conference. So a lot of good things are happening. And then of course, we're super excited about the POW Challenge, which is upcoming on the 12th of February, which of course, you know a lot about. And then our capstone event for all of this would be that the Nixon Presidential Library itself is going to be recreating the 1973 White House POW visit. Uh, they're going to recreate that out in California at the Presidential Library. So a lot of great things have been happening. And I think if I could give one key takeaway, I, I thought about this. I remember growing up, my grandpa used to use the expression, 
tough times don't last, but tough people do. And I can't think of anybody more than the POWs themselves who embody that quote. And that is why the commemoration in Homecoming 50 is so significant to me, to the Naval Academy, and what I hope they'll be able to impart their wisdom from their experiences on the rest of us as we remember, honor, and celebrate their return. Captain Lacey, a lot going on. Thanks so much for the update. It was my pleasure. Thank you for asking me. I'm joined by senior fellow Alvin Townley. Alvin, you're the host of the Forest Hall Lecture that's coming up. Tell me about that a little bit and why it's important. Michael, we're going to talk about the POW experience in Vietnam and the experience about the wives back home um, in, in America while that was going on. And it was an extraordinary experience. It's probably one of the most extraordinary experiences in all of American military history, not only because it was so long and so harsh and the conditions were so uh, unique and trying, but also because of how our officers responded in that situation. It's a story that happened before I was born, before today's midshipmen were certainly born. And it's one that we should not forget because the experience that these POWs had inside the Hanoi Hilton and other POW camps there in North Vietnam during the Vietnam conflict were such incredible crucibles for learning about leadership, perseverance, resolve, reliance, resilience, and so many important qualities that certainly apply in the military realm, but also apply in, in our lives and certainly can apply in some extreme situations that uh, future officers may find themselves in, in, in warfare going forward. These are officers, frankly, and their families, you're absolutely right with that, who graduated from the Naval Academy and entered the military. They're not all Navy, Navy grads, but folks who actually went into service, mostly not when there was a war going on. So while they knew that they were going to be warriors, the question is whether or not they thought as a midshipman, they didn't know that they were going to be the people at the tip of the spear who actually might end up being POWs. That wasn't on the front of their mind, right? It, it wasn't when they went into the service. And even when they were there on the tip of the spear, it really wasn't in their mind they were going to end up as POWs because they, they are military aviators and they're never going to get shot down. That's not going to happen to them. And they are, as far as they're concerned, uh, not only the best pilot in the, or best aviator in the entire world, but also invincible. And uh, it's the other guy that's going to, going to get hit. And so, you know, the transition from invincible aviator to POW happened you know, it took maybe 15 seconds sometimes between a missile hit and uh, the time someone was on the ground uh, in, in hostile territory and became a POW almost instantly. And so the ability for these officers uh, to respond to that situation where they lost so much control over their lives uh, is what's the extraordinary takeaway. And, you know, I think there's just there's so many lessons that we can take from that today. And I hope that in the Forest Hall Lecture, that will come across that the midshipmen and the other audience members will, will understand uh, how this experience that happened 50 years ago or over 50 years ago when you're talking about the shoot down dates, how that's relevant uh, today. And also they'll get to hear from three extraordinary POWs. I like the way you presented the fact that these naval aviators had no concept of them being the guys shot down. I hope you bring out the story of one of them getting shot down. And frankly, his big concern as he was coming down is he's going to miss roast beef night on the carrier that night. <laughs> uh, and, you know, and a lot of them thought they might miss a couple roast beef nights. They, they might even miss, you know, Christmas at home for a year. 
I mean, no, nobody expected that kind of um, that kind of time there in Hanoi. And I think what's extraordinary is they were able to keep up uh, their morale and keep their faith that their country was going to bring them home and uh, maintain a a military unit's mindset. And I think that's what really made the difference in them um, surviving in the fashion they did, because they never let themselves think of themselves as victims. They were always American fighting men. They didn't happen to like their mission. They didn't choose their mission, but it's the one they got and they did the best they could execute it. And they did, a, you know, certainly in my estimation, a, a terrific job um, in, in doing that. And I think that was due to, you know, a lot of the leaders, um, some of whom were Naval Academy graduates like uh, Jeremiah Denton and uh, Jim Stockdale and uh, Bob Shoemaker. I think it's wonderful that the United States Naval Academy is really leading uh, the national commemoration of this 50-year anniversary of the POW's homecoming. And I've heard about this POW challenge. I'm excited about it. And I know there's more more to come uh, following that. But tell me a little bit more, Michael, about uh, the POW challenge and, and what uh, what we may learn from it. Well, it is a challenge, and I appreciate you asking that. It's a it's it's a high-tech scavenger hunt. And what I mean by that is we're gonna have 19 installations or or stations throughout the yard. And the midshipmen, and frankly, guests, anyone who's on the yard, can move around to those locations, image the plaques we have set up at fairly unique sites. And as they're making that connection, uh, that digital connection, they're gonna actually start hearing the stories of the POWs and their wives and their families and the things that went on in the Hanoi Hilton and in Coronado, California and in Washington, DC. So it's really an interactive experience on site, kind of like walking through a museum on your phone. And as you're doing that, you're learning and you're actually getting points and there's prizes at the end of this. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later, but at the end of this whole thing, if you complete everything properly, you can go over to the visitor center or the uh, midshipman store and get discounts on, on some of the goods they have there. So we're excited about that for the midshipmen and for guests and faculty and staff and everyone else who's on the yard. So the POW challenge is something we've been working on hard and it's gonna be available on the 50th anniversary of the return of the Vietnam era POWs. So Alvin, thanks for joining us today. I'm looking forward to hearing you get deep into the Forrestal lecture with his POWs. Thanks for joining us. Well, thank you for having me, Michael. I enjoyed being with you. You've been listening to Radio Stockdale, a series of podcasts produced by the Stockdale Center for Ethical Leadership at the United States Naval Academy. You can hear more podcasts at stockdalecenter.com slash podcasts. 